the first episode of the Open Conversation podcast. Now, (laughs) I just want to say, like, that sounds absolutely crazy to me. I have listened to podcasts for maybe half a dozen years now, and I... I mean, I I fell in love with podcasts. Like, I I love learning through podcasts. Like, you know, I I can go out for a walk and, you know, just put a podcast on. And I just love everything about podcasts. And a few years ago, it was something that I kind of told myself, like, I would love to have a podcast. And... It was always something that I saw as kind of out of my reach. Like something that I would never really be able to do. And the truth is, I think a lot of us feel like that. You know, a lot of us feel like, you know, we would like more or or like something different. But for whatever reason, we kind of talk ourselves out of it and you know I I think this is a shame because I'm I'm sat here now just doing a voice memo on my phone in my office which is actually just the spare room in our house Um, and it didn't actually take much to be able to start a podcast and record this first episode so I, I think that's the first thing that I I want you to maybe think about more and reflect on the things that maybe, you know, you tell yourself that you want, but almost kind of see it as out of your reach, which um, I'm pretty sure is not actually the truth of it. So... Who am I? Well, it's kind of a funny question to answer. Um, <laughs> and I, I never really know how to answer that question. So I will just try my best. So I am Dan Reader, obviously, as you heard on the intro. Um, I'm a life coach and I have been for a couple of years now. Uh, I was raised as a Jehovah's Witness for the first 12 years of my life. Um, I'll speak a little bit more about that because that was one of the biggest things that's kind of, uh, that has been probably, like my, the biggest thing that I've I've struggled with and, and all their kind of teachings and their, uh, I'm trying to think of a nice way of putting this, <laughs> I can't, so I will just use the term their programming and their conditioning. Um, I grew up with, um, my mother and father that were married for, uh, the first 15, 16 years of my life. I may get that wrong. My mum and dad might (laughs) have something to say about that, but, uh, you know, about 15, 16 years of my life, um, they divorced. 
my brother moved in with my mum and I stayed with my dad. Uh, I kind of, when I was about 17, 18, I started going out and doing the usual kind of drinking and um, I suppose dabbling with certain drugs and um, which at the time I kind of didn't really understand why. Um, it for me, I just saw it as something that you know everyone my age was doing. So you know, it, this is clearly what I should be doing. Um, I spent probably about six or seven years of um my early adulthood from eighteen to about kind of uh early to mid 20s just falling into one job and and then another job and mainly kind of factory work type stuff and i can always remember just like having this feeling that if i have to do this my whole life like i'm going to seriously struggle and I can remember reaching a point, I, I was actually working for a um, a glass company, um, they also done kind of windows and doors and conservatories and, and things like that, and I can remember one day I, I just had this, just this argument with one of the managers, and you know, j- just the way that he was speaking to me really like triggered me, like, he was speaking down to me and, you know, partly... I was kind of immature and and didn't really know how to handle any kind of conflict. Um, And (laughs) being a a young man, I I kind of threw my toys out the the pram and um, that was the end of that job. But in that moment, I, I made a choice to no longer just do a job purely just to pay the bills and my passion and and something that had been kind of pretty instrumental in my kind of later teens and early adulthood was lifting weights and and going to the gym now i'd always struggled with self confidence and um low self esteem and just low self worth and you know all the things that i'm sure most people do in their kind of late teenage years and you know some people for a lot of their lives and the one thing that really helped me was going to the gym because i suppose in my mind i kind of believed that as i'm sure most people do that if i work on my body and I I improve how my body looks, then maybe I'll start kind of getting the the love, the attention, the validation that I was actually craving. And while that was kind of an unhealthy motivator, one of the biggest reasons why I actually fell in love with going to the gym and, and lifting weights was because it improved how I felt about myself. And, you know, just having this kind of newfound confidence, it it really inspired me to 
want to help other people almost kind of um you know but people that were very similar to me and and struggled with you know low self confidence and you know didn't particularly like what they saw in the mirror and i decided in that moment to try and i i will emphasize the word try because i didn't have much self belief try and create a career in the fitness industry now i applied for an apprenticeship when i was uh, what was i about 21 um and there was over 100 applicants and i got shortlisted and and anyway out of the uh, i don't know that there there was over 100 applicants i don't know exactly the amount but there was two of us that got um, selected and, and offered the apprenticeship, which in that moment kind of gave me a bit of the self-belief that I needed to um, you know, maybe kind of recognise that, oh, actually, like maybe I do have something to offer. And that kind of spurred me on. And while I was kind of um, going through the apprenticeship, um, after about, I don't know, maybe five or six months, I actually started to struggle with a lot of the kind of written work. Not that I, I found the written work hard, just mentally what I found hard was sitting down and actually doing it. And <laughs> that was also true for me when I was at school, um, I got kicked out of school um, halfway through year 10 um, and I was homeschooled for a few months and went to another school for the last year, which um, I wasn't really there much either. So it, it's, it's something that um, clearly I had struggled with for the majority of my life, just, just sitting down and actually, you know, doing what I, what I know I need to do. Now, one of the managers at the leisure centre, that, um, which was where I was doing my apprenticeship, she called me into her office one day and she was really kind of um, to the point, <laughs> I will say. And, and she basically said to me that you're, you're really going to struggle doing this apprenticeship. But like it, and if you're struggling doing this apprenticeship, you're going to really struggle to, you know, make any money out of, um, you know, becoming a personal trainer. And, you know, I, I think it's probably best that you really decide what it is that you want to do. And funnily enough, um, and it's, you know, very similar to my kind of, um, and I, I'm going to use this term, you, you may hear me use this term, you know, multiple times uh, over these podcast episodes that I'm going to be doing, but my uh, religious cult upbringing, anything that made me feel kind of um, like I had to prove myself, the rebellious part in me was really strong and motivated me to to prove to whoever it was that was telling me or, or making me feel like, I can't do something that motivated me to prove to them like you may think that I can't do this, but I will fucking show you that I will do it. And 
you know, again, as as much as that kind of um, energy may not have been the um, cleanest is probably the best word I can use, the cleanest energy to use, it certainly helped me along my journey, um, definitely in my younger years. And anyway, I finished that apprenticeship, um, started working at my auntie's gym, became a personal trainer. Um, after a few years, I opened a personal training studio. Everything was really starting to pick up momentum and really starting to go quite well. Um, and then I was um, kind of knocked on my ass for want of a want of a better term um and it, it really was my rock bottom moment i i went through a really shitty breakup and at that point in time i so i opened my personal training studio in feb and by august which was my best financial month i'd just done just over five thousand pounds which you know within a few months of you know growing my business I, I was pretty pleased with that and you know things were really starting to pick up but in August that was the exact same month that I went through a, a really shitty breakup now obviously no breakups particularly nice but um this one really rocked me and after about five or six months I could no longer afford the rent on my house um, and and that was due to me turning to drink and, and coke as a way to escape and and while that did help me kind of short term long term it um, absolutely didn't help me and I was left with a choice and and that choice was a was either move out of my house and move into my personal training studio and and really try and kind of pull my finger out and and try and you know gain back some clients and and try and build my business again and that 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 was one choice that I felt like I had the other choice that I felt like I had was give up on my dream business and, you know, kind of admit defeat, which is how, how I saw it. And, you know, just get a, a normal day job and continue living in my house. And I, I really didn't need much thought time. And, and you know, I, I came to the decision very quickly that I was going to do whatever it took to build my business back and and almost as a way to kind of like again it, it it was that rebellious side of me you know trying to prove that look i i am worthy like you know i am still worth something i, I am still valuable and i you know i i have so much compassion for that version of me now because he was really struggling and The funny thing is, if I would have never have went through that kind of dark night of the of the soul or, you know, rock bottom moment, what whatever you want to call it, I wouldn't be where I am today. And 
and where I am today really is someone that is able to help people through all of this stuff that I'd struggle with, you know, for the majority of my life, you know, 30 plus years of my life, I'd struggled with identity and, you know, feelings of unworthiness and never really allowing myself to be loved and and trying to gain kind of acceptance and validation from anyone and everyone that I possibly could. And, you know, really what I recognised is kind of the root of all of my suffering was down to me kind of outsourcing, you know, the acceptance and the validation and the love that I craved and that every human being craves, like... As human beings, that's what we need. We need to be accepted and, you know, we need connection and we need love. And it's it's unfortunate that we're kind of not taught any of this. You know, we're not taught how to love ourselves. We're, we're not taught how to kind of manage our thoughts and you know, take control of our emotions and, you know, express them in healthy ways. We're we're not taught any of this. And, you know, as a result of that, you know, most adults are, are struggling with the same things. You know, mental health is, you know, huge at the minute and, and has been for a few years. Like, emotionally, we we struggle and, you know, we, t- we turn to kind of things and experiences and, and substances as a way to just to escape the pain that we're in. And you know, oftentimes, oftentimes we don't even recognise that we're, you know, we're not even consciously aware that we're in pain. We We may kind of have an inkling that something isn't quite right but we don't actually know why and we don't actually know what it is and this is why I'm so passionate about everything that I talk about and everything that I coach my clients through and I have a coach myself like I I, and I, I always say to Anyone and everyone that I, I interact with, like, th- this work is never over. There's, there's not, like, an end goal. It's, it's not like I'm healed, like, I fully love myself now. That's it, I'm done. Like, it kind of doesn't work like that. I, I see it as very similar to, you know, working on our physical health. Like, you don't go to the gym for six months and, and then decide, that's it, I'm done now. Like, you know, that's it, I, you know. I don't need to go to the gym again. And our mental health and our emotional health and our relational relational health is no different. It's it's a practice and really the the, the most important part of this practice that I've learnt and is actually my word for, for twenty twenty two is compassion. And oftentimes we we know that we're like not where we want to be, and you know we know that we're unhappy or that 
you know, we're in a relationship that makes us miserable or, or whatever it is. We know these things. But we use that knowing as a way to kind of punish ourselves. And, you know, unfortunately, we continue to punish ourselves daily. And what I've learned and what's been hugely transformative in my own personal journey is compassion. And, you know, this is what a coach can offer you when you can't offer it to yourself. The compassion and the love and the validation and the acceptance and the you know the the non-judgmental space for you to be able to open up and talk about the things that you struggle with and you know the things that you might have done in the past that you have shame around or you know the things that you m- may still be doing currently which you know you don't want to be doing but you, you can't seem to kind of break the cycle and and rather than you know holding on to that in your mind and, and using it as a way to kind of punish yourself and, and tell yourself that, like, see, I am a failure, like, see, I, you know, I know, I, I knew I'm not good enough and, you know, and using it as a way to kind of just beat ourselves, you know, a coach will allow you to recognise that all of this stuff that you're struggling with doesn't make you any less of a human being in fact having the courage to be able to open up and you know communicate how you're feeling and you know all your struggles in my opinion actually makes you more of a human being because it feels hugely vulnerable and you almost have to kind of put your like fear of judgment or fear of, fear of rejection to the side to be able to you know like show up on a coaching call or show up in your relationship or or a friendship and and just really let someone see you and and see you for all of who you are not not just the parts of yourself that you know you believe are maybe more likable or won't be judged quite as harshly and the reason why you have these beliefs that you know those parts won't be kind of judged as harshly is because you judge the other parts of yourself really harshly and and this is where compassion comes in when you can learn to really accept yourself and You know, recognise that every single time that you've acted in a way that has hurt someone and hurt yourself was due to you being in some form of pain. And that compassion really is the antidote for you to be able to start moving through that pain. And, And really... You know, this is why this work is so, so important and and why I'm so passionate about just being able to open up kind of these honest, vulnerable, um, sometimes triggering conversations because 
if we don't open up these types of conversations, then all of this stuff is is still just going on in our minds. And because we don't feel safe enough to be able to express, you know, our, our thoughts and our emotions, that's what creates suffering. And suffering can be relieved when we allow ourselves to be able to just open up and be honest. And the only way we can do that is when we feel safe enough to. And this is something that I am huge on, is safety. Because if you never have the safety you know, in your relationship or friendships or like in your family or, you know, wherever it may be, if you don't have the safety to be able to fully be seen by the people that, I don't like using the word should, but I will use it in this context. If you don't allow yourself to be fully seen by the people that should love you unconditionally, and I'm not saying they don't here, I'm just saying if you don't allow yourself to be fully seen, then part of you will internalise that as only certain parts of me are lovable. And that's just not true. You're lovable for just being here, for just breathing in oxygen. You don't have to do or be anything to be worthy of love. In fact, if you want to get spiritual, you are love. You are love. And this work is really all about kind of peeling back the, the layers and, you know, knocking down the walls and breaking the barriers that are around our heart and that kind of prevent us from fully being in love. So I'm, I'm going to be speaking about <laughs> anything and everything to do with the human experience, you know, everything that we struggle with. Um, and I'm, I'm also very excited to bring on my fiance every other week where we'll be discussing a topic that um is also going to be around the human experience and she's got a very unique perspective obviously being female is is one but also you know she's in her 20s and for me when I was in my 20s that was a lot of where my um kind of suffering happened and yeah, I, I'm very excited to to invite her on to the podcast every other week and, and just open up a conversation about all of these types of things. So thank you for listening. I'm so, so excited to have my own podcast and, you know, be able to, you know, j just talk about all these things that I'm just so passionate about and and really have a place to kind of share my thoughts and my insights. So I really hope that you've enjoyed this first episode. Um, there will be an episode every single week. 
that is my accountability <laughs> that I'm sharing with you now. And if you have enjoyed it, please give give the podcast a subscribe and leave a review as that massively helps. So thanks again and I will speak to you next week.